it's the Savvy Citizen Halloween Spooktacular. Brought to you by our neato sponsor, Gurney's Pudding. Specially formulated for the modern boil or ghoul on the go, Gurney's Puddings use science know-how to seal that delicious pudding flavor into every single atom. Gurney's Pudding, it's the puddingest. So we're here with Jason and Alex from the museum. Um, this is now, I'm trying to keep score of this, now your fifth time here. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Still, working, <laughs> still working on that award. So they're here to talk about um, some events happening at the museum and some other spooky stories that are happening to get us prepared for Halloween. So That's right. That's right. So, October. I'm excited yeah. to hear these local <laughs> legends, these local ghost stories. It's yes. awesome. Indeed. Yeah, we, we've got a, a quite a few. Um, it's been, uh, how many years have we been doing ghost tours? Oh, we, we started doing ghost tours in some way, fashion, I guess, five years ago. Yeah. Um, and we've been doing it for some time now. And it's, it is really interesting, you know, granted, where the museum is located in the little town of Dallas as being one of the oldest, you know, uh, areas of Dallas, of the county. And all the buildings around the square are original to the square and to uh-huh. the time period, ran back to the 1840s mm. and on up. So, of course, we got great little ghost stories in our in our community, especially in our own building. It built, you know, our our building was built in 1852. It was a hotel uh, built by the Hoffman family and had many Hoffman living there. Many Hoffman died in there. So that just, you know, begs for some stories to live on. Many Hoffman may have stuck around. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sounds like it's (laughs) probably haunted. Indeed, yeah. Um, Yeah, actually, we we do have a resident ghost. Uh, Well, possibly a few. (laughs) We're not sure. But we do have one that um, that everybody has, uh, has, well, a lot of people have heard of that's that's sort of gone down, um, I guess, generations have have talked about. This is the one Mm -hmm. that everyone in the area has, has mentioned. The, yeah. l- it's the, l- the lady in the blue dress is Ooh. what she's known as. Yes, uh, the blue lady. And it's it's always supposed to be um, around late September, October, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. When she um, starts showing up. Yeah, and it's always on our third floor at uh-huh. night. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, we've, we've had a, quite a few people um, stop us and tell us that they have seen a lady in, in a blue dress or, or with a blue aura. We, we sort of get a little bit of both yeah. there. Uh-huh. But uh, basically looking out one of the, the hotel windows um, and just sort of gazing out on the street. And occasionally we've, we've heard mention that there's piano playing. Occasionally we've, we've heard, nope, she was just standing there. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we get a little bit of a difference of, uh, in the stories. But one thing is, is they come from a ton of different people. Um, yeah. we, we've had a former police chief say that he's yep. seen one, uh, that he's seen her. Um, we've had... Uh, Actually, we've, we've had several of the officers in Dallas mention that they've they've driven by at night and and seen. Especially walking around, the, if you the, the time to see her is apparently at dusk yes. or at dawn uh-huh. uh, when the so light after the museum's closed. After right. the museum is closed, yes. you come at three o'clock, you're not going to see anything but me. Okay, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's scary enough. Which, yeah, it can be kind of scary. But it, it, if you know, that's when you normally, if you look at the windows, look up on the third floor, uh, you may see her pass by, or she, you may see her looking down. Or that's the two things: movement, or just out of the corner of one of the windows, you can see this the silhouette of a woman 
either like uh, Alex saying, a blue, blue aura or a blue dress. Uh-huh. And again, keep in mind, the third floor is probably the most historical part of our building. Our okay. building was lived in forever. You know, after the Hoffmans left in the 1940s, more families moved in and, you know, operated until we took over ownership in 19, 1983. Okay. So, and there's a lot of modifications that took place on the first and second floor. And if, if when you come to the museum and you climb our stairs, you'll understand, understand why the third floor is most historic because no one likes to climb stairs. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they just let the third floor alone. Which is really why when you go up to the third floor, we still have some of the old hotel rooms. And there's still writings on the hotel room no rooms. Way. Graffiti, yeah. yeah. And so you and the glass, if you look at the windows, those that's original glass. Do not know how it survived. Yeah. But it did. Hmm. And so you see the waves in that glass, the the the, the old style, the pressed glass that was that was how they made glass back in the eighteen hundreds. It's still there. And so when you walk down that hallway, uh, and we intentionally kept it unlit. So you can, you can get a sense of, of, of the, the light value that you would have at that time. Mm-hmm. You can walk through the area that supposedly the old lady walks through and, and, and get a sense of the hotel years um, in that part of the room. So I've always found it very fascinating about all of our museums. She's never on the second floor, never on the first, never down the basement. Mm-hmm. It's always up on that third floor, the oldest part of our building, the oldest kept part of our building. So does that match up with, like, what you know about what those rooms would have been used for before they were hotel rooms? Were they just bedrooms? Yeah, it was when it was it was built to be a hotel. So the, the top floor is is the last remaining hotel rooms that we have. Oh, okay. Um, where it's divided walls, and you can still see some of the old paint, the original paint that was used, uh, based upon our, our our research that we've done. So it's just an interesting historical part of the building, where the rest of it, you know, it's been modified and changed to be mm-hmm. a less a hotel and more of a museum. Um, so this is just an interesting part of the building. And it, it is interesting. We have. Um, when you're facing the hotel, when you're facing the museum, it's always on the right, the third floor on the right-hand side. Yes. Okay. Um, it, because if you look on the left-hand side, that's where office space, okay. office space is. And that's that's where you're going to see Jason haunting. Yes. The <laughs> um, but because we have we have had uh, um, an intern one time that that swore up and down she had figured out the the case of the blue lady mm-hmm. and uh you know said she had she had gone by the museum at night one night and oh well there was a blue light in there because it was our computers oh yeah but the thing of it is is these stories predate computers right mm. to be honest um so we we've had s- these stories come up surface long before there was ever any kind of computer in there mm-hmm. um and as a matter of fact those um some of those stories were actually when the third floor was actually shut down right um, yeah. You know, when when the family, uh, when some of those families, as Jason mentioned, when the um, the Hoffmans were no longer there, but they had uh, sold it, it was a private residence. The third floor wasn't used at all. And, what, and what's interesting okay. though, you got to keep in mind with the with um, historical sites, a lot of historical houses, historical sites have this type of story: this lady in a blue dress or this blue lady. And it has a lot to do with that glass I was talking about, mm-hmm. that pressed glass. It has like a, a prism, and if the light hits it just right. You can see spectrums, color spectrums inside of a building, mm-hmm. and blue being one of the more popular. So I've worked at many different historical homes, and they all have their own blue lady ghost that wanders <laughs> at dusk or dawn. So it kind of fits. Ours, though, is a little interesting because apparently the blue lady likes to play our pump organ. Hmm. Up on oh. the third floor, we have a pump organ. Anyone can go up and play it. It's you know, open there for, for the public to enjoy and occasionally, you could hear it play by itself. Oh. And, and occasionally, I, that happens when we're there. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it, no, no. <laughs> it has. I have heard it. 
My office is on the other side of the pump organ, and I have heard it play. Just when I'm, you know, I'm there early in the morning or late at night, I have heard notes, a little melody come out of this machine. Oh, and a melody, not yes, just like just a, a couple little not notes. Not just like a one of the keys fell down for some reason. Sometimes it's been a little key. Sometimes it's like a trickle, like a, like a running of a hand oh. over over the pump <gasps> organ. I have chills. I so chills. it, and I just, you know, kind of, yeah, it kind of freaks you out a little bit. <laughs> well, we were having it serviced one day by, by a gentleman who, who works on old pump organs, which is hard to find. Um, <laughs> and he was it's working a on it. dying profession. <laughs> not lasting long. He was working on it, and I thought, you know, I, I told him, and I was kind of, you know, kind of joking about it. Yeah, I heard this organ play by itself. But I was actually asking, this organ plays by itself. <laughs> And, and I told him this is what happened, and I thought, well, and I, and I kind of tried to solve my own questions that, well, you know, it, it has bellows in it. And, you know, and you have kids come in, you have to pump the, the, the pedals to fill the air up in the bellows to play through the reeds to make the thing make music. Uh-huh. And kids go in there and pump aggressively on this thing. And so I thought some air had gotten trapped in there, and it mm-hmm. leaks out, and it would cause this thing to, to play some notes. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, it does, right? right? Perfectly logical. Perfectly logical. So I shared this information with the pump organ, and he said, yeah, that's nice. That's not how this thing works. Oh. <laughs> this thing should not make noises. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, okay, thanks. <laughs> so <laughs> it hasn't, I haven't heard it in a while. It's been a while since, since the organ plays, but occasionally Blue Lady likes to stop and play a little music. At least she's keeping busy. Yeah. There you go. There you go. For a little while, Alex and I were trying to hunt down, well, who could the blue lady be? And and it was, once again, the music that kind of helped us out. Because, like I mentioned, there's been several, you know, women that have passed away. A lot of the Hoffman women have passed away. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one in, in the picture ticker woman who did not actually die in the hotel, but she spent a good bit of her life there. Her name was Mabel, Mabel Hoffman. She okay. was the wife of J.P. Hoffman, who is the... Last of the 13 children of Jonas Hoffman. Okay. Who bought the place in 1866. Follow and, that. Yeah, follow <laughs> that. So Mabel was technically the last Hoffman to live in the building. Okay. And, um, and her and her husband, J.P., never had kids. Hmm. And there's this scant little evidence pointing to that she was a, she was a music lover. Uh-huh. And that there's like this one thing that we found where she would open up the windows and play music for the enjoyment of the community. Aww. So... Maybe her ghost, and she didn't have children. Maybe her ghost is a way to let her live, legacy live on. And she still likes to play for the community. Yeah. Wow. Sadly, our windows don't open anymore. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Mabel. <laughs> sorry, Mabel. Maybe that's why she's walking around trying but to find how to open the windows. Has, now she has a whole community of museum goers that yeah. she can play to. That's right. Yeah. There you go. It's or at me. least the director late at night. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when he's trying to write emails to board members. Uh, exactly. Uh, the random curator trying to put in the uh, the exhibit late at night. <laughs> <laughs> just started her job as a museum guide at the Gaston County Museum. She had always loved history and thought this would be a great place to work while she went to school. There was one problem. Jimmy. The other museum guide. He just kept bugging her. She tried not to let it bother her and just focus on her work. Her first time working was on a Saturday, and she was a little nervous since she knew Jimmy and herself would be the only staff there. She got there early since she was still learning how to open all the exhibits. Phew, good grief. I'm thoroughly soaked. Don't let it bother you, Sarah. You're smart, you're confident, you're a strong person. Uh, hello? Where the heck is that light switch? 
Is, is anybody in here? They're coming to get you, Sarah. Uh, I know it's you, Jimmy. It's not me. No, I mean... Uh, all right, I'm opening the office. This is just silly. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, and you didn't even know it was me. Uh, take that mask off! Oh, that feels good. I got hot in there. Oh, wait. Put the mask back on. Oh, you think you're real smart, don't you? Oh, yeah. You're smart. You're confident. You're a strong person. What's that about? It helps me. You're just lucky I wasn't a really real ghost, like the blue lady. Who's the blue lady? You've never heard of the blue lady? I just started. The blue lady is a for real ghost that walks around on the third floor. A ton of people claim to have seen her. She likes to look out on the town square from the old hotel rooms. She also loves to play the piano on the third floor. She's believed to be the ghost of Mabel Hoffman, one of the wives of one of the Hoffmans. I forget which. Well, it's not like it's your job to remember historical details. Hey, just for that, I hope the blue lady gets you. Ugh, I'm shaking. I'm going to go open the carriage house. You'll be shaking. You will. The day went on as usual. A few guests came in, but the storm outside kept the museum unusually quiet. At closing time, Jimmy and Sarah divvied up their responsibilities. Sarah was to handle the museum itself, while Jimmy was to close the carriage house and check the emergency doors from outside. The doors were all locked. Sarah successfully closed down the textile room after carefully reviewing her checklist. She was headed towards the breaker in the first floor closet when something began to distract her. Jimmy, that's not funny. You've already pranked me today. Sarah stood at the bottom of the main stairwell and looked up. Each floor got successfully darker. She was sure the noise was coming from the piano on the third floor landing, and she was equally sure that it was Jimmy's doing. Content that she was in on his little game, she continued her closing duties, flipping all the switches on the first floor breaker so that the museum was lit only by the darkened sky outside. She walked into the office to turn off the security monitors, and as she reached toward the power button, her gaze just happened to catch some movement on the screen. Jimmy was still in the carriage house. She stood again at the bottom of the stairs. You're smart. You're confident. You are a strong person. A strong sense of curiosity pulled Sarah up the stairs. Slowly, step by step, she ascended the aged staircase. She had to know what was at the top. You're smart. Confident. You are a strong person. As she climbed the final steps, the parlor on the landing came into full. And there, sitting at the old piano bench, was nothing. The keys on the piano were still, and yet the music persisted. What the? Wait a minute. The sound isn't coming from the piano. <gasps> there was a tape recorder behind the window curtains this whole time. <laughs> Ha! Got you! Oh, you sneak! You scared me half to death! There's no such thing as the blue lady. Everybody knows that. I can't believe you even entertained that thought. 
Sarah rolled her eyes and started down the stairs. Jimmy, content with his victory, soon followed. They headed out the exit, double-checked that it was locked, and made their hasty retreat down the sidewalk through the pouring rain. They both fumbled for their car keys in the parking lot. Sarah glanced over at Jimmy and grimaced. You know I'm going to prank you back for this as soon as I can, right? See you Tuesday morning. No, you won't. I close Tuesday. <laughs> Have a good rest of your weekend. Sarah cranked up her car and rolled down the street. Jimmy put his key in the ignition and turned it. And he looked up to glance in his rearview mirror. There, the farthest right window on the third floor of the museum, illuminated sharply by a bright flash of lightning, was the shape of a woman. Her facial features were undefined, impossible to make out. But her skin glowed a ghostly white, and her shape was surrounded on all sides by a faint aura of palest blue. As soon as the last light of the lightning flash faded, the window was empty. I'm sticking with the theory. <laughs> prove, me, prove me wrong with your next ghost story, but maybe haunting a place is the way to make your legacy little well, when you don't have kids. I don't have kids, so I'm going to have to figure out where I'm going to haunt. Find you a good spot that you're you're cool with being there for the rest of eternity. Something that I mean, has you know. hobbies going on. Yeah, exactly. Like the piano. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> kids are wandering around. You know, kids got to speak to kids. One of, the, one of our favorite ones we kind of joke about is uh, Jonas Hoffman, you know, JP's father, who owned the hotel for a while. We have an elevator, a, a modern era elevator. And that gets serviced regularly. It I always gets serviced. <laughs> Wait, why did you have to throw that in there? Do people ask you'll, often? No, you'll, you'll find out. <laughs> okay. So okay. if you get on the elevator, especially in the basement, and you're going up, sometimes the door won't shut on you. Uh-huh. It'll come and cl- come halfway and then go back. Come halfway, then go back. Come halfway and go back. Until you say, stop it, Jonas. Get on. No. You either get on or get off, and then the door will close. So we, oh, man. we have we have played with this. So we we have sat there and because uh, originally J- Jason and I were actually talking about this one day long before we actually started about the ghost tours. Yep. But we were we were sitting there talking and it's like, well, you know, how long does it take for it to close? And it's like, oh well, it's only a couple of times, right? And so we sat there and just watched it do it one day. No. And it wouldn't stop for two minutes. No. For two minutes we sat there and watched it, and finally we we're just like, Jonas, get on door shuts. <gasps> Oh. oh my gosh. Next time we got on, it started to do it. Only let it do it once. Jonas, get on. Door shuts. Exactly. Wow. It doesn't stop until you say, Jonas, get on. Which or stop it, Jonas. Or you, stop it, Jonas. Say, stop it, Jonas. Oh, he is a practical joker. He yep. is, very much so. And it, which is, I might add, a great amount of fun for the, us when we get on the elevator and there's visitors on the elevator. <laughs> and. You know, you're just sitting there looking at whatever papers or files you're holding and everything, and the door starts to do that. And you look, you just look up, and just just this world weary expression. Jonas, stop it! Get on! <laughs> and the door shuts, and then you go right back to looking at your files. <laughs> and don't say anything. So people are like, "Who's Jonas?" It's like I ah, owned this place a long time ago. He just messes with the elevator. We don't know why. He's been dead for about a hundred years. It's all good. He was a good guy. Don't worry about it. Well, I imagine if you are from the 1800s, you'd be very confused by an elevator at first. I mean, you know, personally, I think he just really enjoys it and finds it fascinating. Yeah. (laughs) He thinks it's hilarious. I don't know why, but he thinks it's funny. 
He just sucks this <laughs> I think it's funny too, Jonas, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> he can, yeah, sometimes our elevator here in this building is a little, uh, a little iffy. Wonky. A little wonky. So we need to welcome him here so he can make it work when we Who need knows? him. There you go. Okay. Jonas may travel. Okay, Jonas, come, come on, Jonas. Who knows? Yeah. Speaking of which, we, we do have a traveling ghost. Oh, you do? We do, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, st- so still in the town of Dallas. Um, which Jason, as Jason said, is, is rife with these, uh, these little legends and tales. But, uh, so downtown we have the gentleman caller. There's, there's two stories with the gentleman caller. The first one is, is that he, we know he's a male and he rides a horse. Okay. Um, because we've had people see him going down, um, what's that road right there? Holland Street. Holland Street. Okay. Uh, which is heading down towards the museum, which is where the old stables would have been. Uh-huh. Um, and people have reported, you know, hearing horse horse hoofbeats and uh-huh. everything going down the road at night. Um, and we have had a couple of folks that uh, records of folks seeing a a sort of misty horse, a, a ghostly horse, with a the figure of a man um, in antiquated dress uh-huh. on top of him heading that way. We call him the gentleman caller because he's very polite, uh-huh. and he'll actually come up to your door and he'll knock. Course, you open the door and there's nobody there, and you think it's you know hooligans running or some uh-huh. you know kids yes. running around and everything do it, doing the knock and dash type of thing. But the thing of it is, is if you actually open the door for the gentleman caller and then shut it, you've essentially invited him in hmm. because then the next room you go into that you shut the door on, be it the bathroom, be it your bedroom, what have you, you get it a knock on the door. Oh my gosh, from the inside of the house mm-hmm. now. We say he's a traveling ghost because he's not associated with one building on the square. He actually travels around the square. Just about every house, every business on that square uh-huh. has been visited at one time or another by the gentleman caller. Huh. Oh, my gosh. That's what, Whoa, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we don't know what his business was, that he, he feels the need to travel around the square and everything, but he goes and visits everyone. So uh-huh. Trying to yeah. sell those toothbrushes, man. It's a tough <laughs> exactly. business. <Yeah. laughs> Legend of the Gentleman Caller. Mildred was an old woman who had just moved to Dallas. She thought it was a quaint enough little town, and she liked the house in the town square in which she had made her new home. But she was also feeling a bit lonely. She was still new to the town, so she was optimistic she would make friends. She couldn't shake the feeling of isolation and desolateness that consumed her. Oh, what to do, what to do. Mm. I can always finish unpacking. Oh, my family album. Lots of good memories here. I should have never let it get so dusty. I was told that they occasionally do horse shows at the park down the street, but I've never seen any horse here. Where would they keep it? Maybe it's just my imagination. That was not my imagination. There's nothing there. Nothing I can see, at least. A few scant flakes of snow coming down. It's pretty enough. Hey, I wonder if Judy heard it. Hello? Hey, Judy! It's me! 
Who is this? It's late. It's me, Mildred. I'm your new neighbor. We met the other day on the sidewalk. Oh, oh yes, Mildred. Is everything okay? Well, yes, but I just heard something outside the house that sounded like a horse. Well, maybe it was. You know, they do horse shows at the park sometimes. It's a bit late for that, but what in the world? Well, hold on just a second. Somebody knocked on my door. Oh, the world does not want me to sleep. Go away! Okay, I'm back. Who was it? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not answering my door this late. Maybe it was a snowman. <laughs> a snowman. It's starting to come down pretty hard, isn't it? Reminds me of a time we went up with our children to the north, to New York, at Christmas. It was the most beautiful sight. Of course, our youngest got sick on the way back, bless his heart. Do you have any children, Judy? Mm, yeah. Have a good night, Mildred. Well, wait, wait. Uh, would you like to have coffee together sometime? Sure, we can do that sometime. Good night. That would be nice, wouldn't it? I can just imagine... I could have her over for coffee or tea or who knows. Maybe we can get a little group of women from around the square together for lunch or brunches or... Who could that be? Judy didn't go to her door. Shit, I could have my door. What if it's somebody lost in the snow? It's whipping up like a blizzard out there. What if it's a lost child or, or, or something? Then, what if it's a killer? A raving madman come to do me nothing but grisly harm. I, I, I should call Judy. Come on, come on. Oh no. Of course the power would go out at this time. It just won't go away. I'll just have to see who it is. Dim blue light from the windows only partially illuminated the area immediately in front of the door. Mildred steadied herself grabbing along her furniture for guidance until she was fully bathed in the cool blue window glow. She grabbed her cane from beside the front door and braced herself for what was to come. What do you want from me? But there, in the doorway, was nothing. Feeling quite like a fool, she placed her cane back beside the door. Of course it was nothing, just, just my imagination. She felt her way over to the kitchen, where she was able to find a box of matches. She struck the match and lit a candle from the drawer. The candle's warm light guided her to her equally warm bedroom, wherein she promptly shut the bedroom door, extinguished the flame, and crawled into bed. Do you think perhaps, or they're probably from a different a different time period, but he's not looking for the blue lady. I would highly oh, doubt it now. Be, yeah, that would be great. I, mean, I, would, I would love to find that that, uh, that Unre- love story. Yes, <laughs> Unrequited love. Oh Indeed. Yes. She's looking out for the traveling. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. We may, yeah. we may modify. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And just Jonas wouldn't let him on the elevator. Jonas, that's right. right. Jonas wouldn't so let him. So they just oh. never oh. fell in love. I see a love triangle. Oh, oh. oh. No wonder they never had kids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Wait, Jonas would have been a dad. He'd been, yeah, he'd been dad. Never yeah. mind. Well, he could, you know, no hurt. protecting his his daughter-in-law. Okay, yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Great. And cut. We're going to make that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're done. We're going to write that play. Can make, we make a new one? So you guys get a lot of haunting in Dallas specifically. Yes. What about like the Spencer Mountain haunted house and whatnot? Do y'all hear a lot of stories about that stuff? Yes. Yeah, so the, the old Spencer Mountain house, uh, there was also known as the Love Manor because um, <laughs> the family was the Love family okay. built it. And for those who are, are, are new to our area, it's, it's no longer with us, which is a crying shame because it's a really neat building that was nestled right beside the um, the, uh, the river, South Fork River, right where, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of the roads where they intersect right at the base of the mountain. There was this house that was built, you know, it was connection with the, the Spencer Mountain Cotton Factory and Rand Lowe's factories and things of that nature. And they used to ghost, you know, haunted house in this old home and would go in there. And there's been many a tale of uh, where a woman was there that would attack you uh-huh. inside the building there. Like the, uh, the f- I've heard firefighters that used to, I think they used to do the haunted house oh. in the old love house um, and would come back with scratches on their back uh, from the woman in the house. Uh, she was coming. She, if you saw her like moving through one of the rooms, uh-huh. she was wearing a tattered nightgown Ooh. and her hair was a, was a fire. It was saying her eyes would, were, were wild um, and that she would attack you if you weren't watching it out. So today, though, the, the lot is completely cleared. Uh, uh-huh. You would never even know the house was there. Um, but I had several people who didn't tell me that house was haunted. That's how they yeah. would say it. It was haunted. Not, <laughs> not like, oh, that's haunted. Not, no, it's like, not cute blue lady who plays the piano yeah. haunted. No, yeah. like, you know, like <laughs> poltergeist uh, coming after you type exactly, of haunted. Yeah. Exactly. Woo. So, yeah, that was a, and I never knew, you know, I never was able to find any stories. There's no, like, grotesque, you know, horror, horrible thing that happened. As far as I know, the Love family was, you know, just... Like the house, lived there, and then no longer lived there anymore. So yeah. who, who knows why that was the case. But So yeah. where does a ghost go when the house, their house is gone? Do they go somewhere else? Do they travel? Do who they knows? Great, <laughs> great question. You can go out there and find out for us. You just, uh, you know, yeah. go sit out there in those woods and let me know how it goes. You know, be, being historians, we, we love a, a good ghost story, and we always want to meet the ghost because it's one of those things that's like, please show up because I have questions. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the paint color? <laughs> when, when did y'all change the carpet? Did it, you know, it's like, is, are we interpreting this right? Do we is, have this right? Yeah, exactly. Is this yellow accurate for the time Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know the name of your, you know, your 21st cousin. Do you know who that is? So I can feel our genealogy. You know, that's, that's why we never see ghosts. They never come and visit us because we got so many questions. Jump in right. the work. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, the work of a historian. Yeah. <laughs> am I? Am I on? We interrupt this podcast with an urgent news bulletin. Reports are pouring in from multiple townships of large cigar-shaped spacecrafts hanging low in the atmosphere above our fair county. Eyewitness accounts indicate that these crafts move erratically in a fashion unlike any known conventional aircraft. This just in. We can officially confirm that one of these crafts has landed right outside of the administration building, the building from which this report is being broadcast. This reporter has never seen anything like it, folks. Wait. There appears to be an outline of a door making itself evident on the otherwise unnaturally smooth metallic sheen of the vessel. A thick smoke is billowing from within. The door is opening, and a staircase is descending to the street level. Goodness, folks, what is appearing before me now is impossible to describe in a way that does it justice. But this humble reporter will attempt. A humanoid being with a domed helmet 
covering a large, green, fleshy head. This creature's face appears to have appendages I can only describe as feelers, like those of an insect. And directly below these feelers are two bulbous, bulging, jet-black eyes. The creature is dressed in a bright purple robe, its glittering shimmer in stark relief against the dark green skin of its arms. It appears to be raising one hand, folks. Its massive, outstretched hand is now trembling. Wait! It appears to be clutching something in its claws. Wait, is that... It couldn't be! It's opening its tendril-like clawed hands to reveal... A delicious cup of Gurney's Pudding! Original chocolate flavor! This reporter is salivating at the prospect. I certainly encourage all of you to purchase mass quantities of the one and only Gurney's Pudding. It's out of this world! I would say one of my favorite stories in our area has to do with the Catawba River. And, uh-huh. and, and Alex, you usually tell this story so well, so I'll, I'll let you tell it. But I think it's one of our, our more unique stories, I feel. We actually have, have quite a few uh, ghost stories on the Catawba and, and along the South Fork. Um, you know, those being two fairly predominant um, geographical features in our county. But uh, so the Waving Girl, she, uh, we know her name was Bess, at least from what we've been able to find. Her name was Bess. And so the Catawba itself, um, back in the day, of course, um, you know, when you have a, a big, nice, moving river like the Catawba that's, that's fairly easy to, to run down. There's not a lot of rocks and all that kind of stuff. Great for transportation. And the Catawba is no different. I mean, we, we do, used to have, you know, floating low-level barges and riverboats going up and down the Catawba, running from the mills and, and what have you and everything. And uh, it was a great transportation route because it runs all the way from Hickory all the way down to, um, turns into the watery and runs all the way down to the beach in South Carolina. As these river boatmen, you know, would go back and forth and everything, of course, you know, people would come out and wave to them and everything. And right around the Belmont area, we have this story of this little girl named Beth, Elizabeth. And Beth would come out, and she would always wave at the river boatmen as they would go by. And, you know, they would – it's not a very huge wide river. It's not like the mighty Mississippi, you know, where you can't really call across yeah. it and everything. You know, you can, you can yell across the Catawba at some points. And so, you know, people would yell back and forth to her and would talk to her, and she would always run out there and wave and play. And when the flu pandemic came through Gaston County, um, several of the river boatmen noticed that Bess was no longer out there. And they really worried that, you know, she had taken sick and everything. And we have this one captain that did stop by um, the house and spoke to her father, and and he confirmed, you know, yes, Bess has gotten ill. And, you know, a few weeks later... Riverboat was coming, captain was coming by again, and sure enough, there was Bess, obviously looking, you know, as bright and springy as she had ever been, you know, sweet little thing out there, waving just as furiously as she could, and he hollered to her, and she didn't answer, but she kept on waving, uh-huh. and he thought, okay, well, she just she can't hear me, you know, whatever reason, waved to her, went on about his way, and the next time he was in Belmont, he, he stopped off, and he stopped by the house and, you know, told her father, you know, I was really, really glad to see Bess got better when so many people got sick and died actually Mm -hmm. and her father looked at him like he had just gone mad and said you know Bess died two weeks ago and the river boatman was like you know what do you mean and of course and from that point on supposedly um when you reach that point in the Catawba and this is actually in broad daylight this is not this is not one of your ooky dookie you know nighttime Mm -hmm. type of Mm -hmm. things but yeah in broad daylight you'll see this little girl out there and she's waving 
I've never seen her. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the um, the museum actually does kayak tours on on the Catawba, um, history and ghost kayak tours. What? Um, on the Catawba. And That's right. Can't say I've ever seen Bess. Of course, uh, you know, I also haven't been looking. And, and I honestly, I don't know the exact spot that she was supposed to live on. Um, it, it could have been any one of any one of those spots. But I do know it was supposed to be in the Belmont area. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, supposedly she, she goes out there and, and waves to you. So can we back up to Ghost Kayak Tour? Because that sounds <laughs> amazing. Please give me yes. the details. Yes. So we actually, um, so typically the museum for the past several years has done ghost tours around Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, a couple of years ago, we started doing them at night on the Catawba River uh, through Riverside Marina. This year, we're actually not going to be doing the walking tours around Dallas. We're going to be doing something a little different. We'll be doing escape rooms um, oh. where you have to escape the museum. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> but we do still have our October ghost tour on the Catawba, um, oh. which will be on the 20th of the Kata- uh, of October. <laughs> Janet's grabbing her phone. <laughs> she's she's pulling it out, putting it in her calendar. moon. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. So we, we will be doing that. So, um, yeah, uh, just uh, hop on. Uh, so Riverside Marina in Belmont is um, they we collaborate with them. They provide all the kayaks, and uh, we provide all the stories. And... If you go to their website or the Facebook page and just uh, sign up, you can RSVP with them. I'm trying so hard not to do it while I'm talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> but yes, this is like everything I love. Gaston County, ghosts, kayak, kayaking. I've only kayaked yeah. a couple times, but I love it. Well, then, see, yeah. there you go. Okay. <laughs> this sounds like so much fun. Yeah. It'll, it should be a blast. Um, so do we want to hear one more from the rivers? Sure. What do you think? Red-Eyed Devil or? Oh, I do love the Red-Eyed Devil. Red Eye Devil. I'm scared so, since we talked about the Catawbas, talk about the. I mean, uh, yeah, talked about the Catawbas, talk about the South Fork. Got to do the South Fork, yeah. Yeah, the the, the Red Eye Devil is this great story um, that's, uh, you know, if you go out into the woods along the South Fork, um, there's actually a trail that they supposedly um, been spotted on uh, the the South Fork Rail Trail, which is right between uh, Lincoln County and Gaston County. Really pretty. If you know where Laboratory Mill is, uh, the new mm-hmm. there's a trail that goes right past that, and that's that's the old Southport Rail Trail. Okay, great trail, love it. Anywho, if you go out there and it's once again dusk, dawn, <laughs> you may see a pair of human eyes, human eyes that are bloodshot red that glow, mm. staring back at you, and they'll follow you out of the woods until you leave, and if you you know. Not careful, you won't leave. Kind of thing. <laughs> now, once again, the 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 red eyes are not an unusual tale or, or seeing something in the woods. Uh-huh. You know, you have the New Jersey Devil. You have oh, yeah. back where I'm from in Alabama. There's a, there's another you know red eye creature that you see out in the woods. Uh-huh. And anybody that's been you know, if you're messing around in the woods, you can get a flashlight and you shine the lights out and you hit a raccoon's eyes. You know, they'll they'll give a glint. And if you're excitable like myself, you may think it's a red <laughs> eye staring at you. So you hear this story all over. But once again, Gaston kind of turns it up a notch. There's an added little flavor to it. Mm-hmm. What you don't see the eyes first. You smell something first before you see the eyes. You smell a cheap cigar, like a Swisher Sweet cigar. Uh-huh. Oh, You wow. smell the smoke, and then you see the eyes. Ooh. And there's been stories that people have seen it and smelled the smoke, and when they got home, their clothes smelled like cheap cigars. Whoa. For like weeks. For afterwards. weeks. Like people would throw their clothes away because they can't get the smell of the red devil out of their clothes. That is spooky. Yeah. So if you're ever traveling along the South Fork 
can you, you smell cheap cigar. Start looking for red eyes. Okay, so I'm not going out there alone. Are y'all going to do a kayak tour on that? Or is that kayakable? <laughs> well, it is kayakable, but we're not doing it at night because <laughs> the South Fork is not as a, a marauding <laughs> river. like She's a, not as sweet a lady as the guitar. <laughs> no, she'll take you. She'll take you down. So, yeah, we, we do, we, when we do the South Fork, we do it during the day when we can see stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. Although I will say, can you, can you imagine, Jason Luker, going home, you've been out in the woods. Yes. And you go home. Smelling like a Swisher Sweet cigar. I'm going to say it's the Red Devil. <laughs> what is your lovely wife going to say to you? It's like, why do you smell like a cheap cigar? <laughs> well, it's the devil, dear. It made <laughs> Saul's red eyes. Um, um, um. Yeah. Yeah. Afraid so, especially as a kid. You know, it's always oh, yeah. a kid that apparently the Red Devil likes kids. And they always like, oh, I don't know where the smell came from. Mother's the Red Devil. <laughs> The Red mm-hmm. Devil being Marlboro's. Yeah, ex- right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of like, because wa- like, like water in itself, like there's so many movies, like things coming out of the water. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's creepy enough, but you add then like water plus like kayaking in the quiet of the mm-hmm. night. Oh, and in the middle the of the end. night. Oh, yeah. And we do have one that comes out of the water. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but you got like, to go on the you got to go, go, go on the tour, tour to hear that, that one. one. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we Signing will be up. there. We will be there. But yes, we we've got something that lives down in the Catawba, okay. in, in the depths of the of the Catawba. And it will come visit you. So before I go on this tour, uh-huh. which I am definitely going to do, is there only one by the way? The just the one on October. Uh, no, so it it actually we've been doing them for. Um, uh, unfortunately, we had to miss the one in September, but uh, we have been doing them throughout the summer, and I think. Um, I think we have them planned into uh, into November, but the twentieth uh, is a full moon. Yes, twentieth yeah. is a full moon, and in October. Yes. So in October. Okay, so October twentieth, yes. I'll be there. Do I need a necklace of garlic? Uh, um, you know, I I, it, just whatever pops up, just whack it with your paddle. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I will have some type of weapon. You're there armed you with a paddle, so you're alright. Yeah. You're fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Oh, I'm so excited about that. But I mean, you know, we uh, like I said, we also have our our escape rooms, which uh-huh. incidentally will be on the third floor of the hotel. That's right. Oh, at night. <laughs> yeah. I want to do this escape room too. Those I I have gotten locked in an escape room before. I didn't get out. I've never basically. gone out of one. Yeah, yeah. didn't get out. Well, you got come pressure luck and see if you can do this one. Exactly. <laughs> okay, but uh, she's up there. Yes, she is. <laughs> she may come see you. She may help you. We don't know. She oh, maybe she will. I mean, you know, she seems nice enough. Right. <laughs> At least I had to escape the elevator now, so that's good. There you go. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. That's like a cheat code. Yeah. Yeah. Same. yeah. <laughs> Great. It's the cheat code. If you if you go to the museum and, and hop on, the elevator won't shut. Just tell Jonas to get on. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, this is exciting. I'm like thorough, like I am fully like weirded out about all this, just so you know, in like the best way ever, though. Oh, right. trust I'm me, so we, we have a lot more. Trust me. I want to know them all. I try to do like a personal ghost tour with my friends one time, but like we don't know these stories. We don't know the history. I guess that's what makes it so great is like the history behind everything. Well, see, that's so. the thing is you got to come to the museum. Yeah, I know, I know. We know the history. Yeah, yeah, this is exciting. Elizabeth, are you going to go to this? Uh, yeah. Tour? Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good, good. Okay. If we go down, we go down together. That's right. (laughs) Unity. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, this is really exciting. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Make a cool scary sound. Oh, that that was terrible. (laughs) Y'all just sounded cold. (laughs) (laughs) Skylock, wasn't it? (laughs) 